Every year, TCOM selects an individual whose work exemplifies the ever-evolving mission to create and improve helping systems. And that person is honored with the TCOM Champions Award, presented during TCOM's annual conference. I'm Timothy Fall, creative producer for the University of Kentucky's Center for Innovation and Population Health, the IF Center. Along with IF Center director and TCOM's original developer, Dr. John Lyons, and producer Lauren Mergen, I'm making the conversational rounds of past winners of the TCOM Champions Award, learning how the TCOM tools have transformed the way these champions help others. You're listening to Tales from the Collaborative. Oh, hello. Right. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. How are you? Dan Warner is the executive director of Community Data Roundtable, CDR, which he launched in 2011 in Pittsburgh, a place I've wanted to visit ever since I was a kid and decided that I loved the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I never made it, though. So I'll, I'm going to add Pittsburgh to my radius. Well, let places. me know when you're here. In all seriousness, I'll, I'll show you around. Mysteries of Pittsburgh is the <laughs> exactly the yeah. Mysteries of Pittsburgh tour. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're the first. You're our first TCOM Champions interviewee. Oh. Can you start us off by sharing a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Dan Warner, and I'm the executive director of Community Data. Roundtable. That's a nonprofit organization dedicated to developing a data-driven human services system. We're located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but uh, we work, uh, you know, with contracts far and wide. Uh, as far as California, we we've worked in Italy, and um, you know, we we digitally work quite broadly. I'm also currently finishing up my master's of science in clinical psychopharmacology. Uh, just because that's always been a lacuna in my worldview. And so now I understand neuroscience much better. And uh, we're also hoping to include pharmacy insights in our analytics. So it was a good idea. My background was always in community behavioral health. Um, I was trained in an existential approach. Um, but when I got, and I always was trained that, you know, you can't reduce people to numbers, you know, and we have to know people in their full uh, depth and uh, narrative existential umwelt. Uh, but the, uh, in which I, I still agree to, but the moment I got a job, I was put in an administrative position where I had to understand what's going on with 5,000 different people and make decisions about them. And I needed more summary information about performance of uh, organization of, of, um, I should say programs and levels of care. So I went looking for a good data system to do that. And I tried CBCLs and CAFAs and all the stuff out there. And the CANS was a revelation in its ability to be uh, helpful for clinicians at the front line, creating data that we can use for level of care decision-making and for broader systems planning. So um, from that, I realized that in community behavioral health, to get systems like this up, you need a nonprofit um, that everyone can trust. And so we started Community Data Roundtable to do that. We're a nonprofit organization that um, helps implement these data systems. Um, so that um, all voices are heard equally and trusted. And um, uh, we've been doing this now for 10 years. I think in 2013 is when we started. And we um, are just helping these systems uh, maximize what they can do. And while we're doing that, we're also putting out cutting-edge research yeah. on um, the use of TCOM data and really trying to help build the knowledge base in the human service space. We do a lot of direct training. It's not just enough to like get these systems up. We really train the supervisors how to use the data in clinical supervision. 
agencies, how to assess the performance of their various programs, um, and then individual workers and how to use these reports with their clients directly for meaningful clinical change. So could you just let me ask you, let me take you back and ask you how you first got connected with TCOM with that work in the first place? Sure. Our organization has always been dedicated to getting data-driven systems up in uh, human services, behavioral health, child welfare. And in that space, TCOM data is, you know, very innovative, very powerful, and uh, very important. So we've been really a part of uh, working with TCOM data for over 10 years now. Uh, we even have an app that's used for large-scale TCOM implementations, for measuring outcomes, for scoring things. We do a lot of analytics with TCOM data for uh, identifying uh, best services for people or for service uh, gaps in areas. So we we love working in the TCOM space because it really is where some of the most innovative work is happening in human services. So was there a point where uh, you realized that TCOM was going to change a lot about or the whole way you worked or something important about the way you worked? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I would say like, ma like many people was when I saw John Lyons first speak. I had actually already been trained on CANS before I got to see John speak. And I didn't quite get it until uh, he took me through the motions and I, I was able to get uh, really gain the large scale TCOM picture. Because you know, if you get trained just on a tool, you can you can have, especially back then, 10 years ago, before there were apps and fancy reports, it can be myopic. But the grand picture of uh, collaboration from all the way up, all the way down as a form of creating data and then also acting on it, very powerful, very powerful to me. Okay, well, so is there a specific application that you you're like, oh, this is going to change the way I do this or that, that, Im that immediately affected the way you were working? Well, absolutely. So one of the most important things is that we are able to create data that we use for decision support algorithms. We've actually even got a published paper that our team has put out where we use advanced analytics to analyze CANS data uh, to identify uh, profiles that succeed or that don't do well in a service so that we can start shaping referral patterns to, so the client gets the right service at the right time at the right amount. But something that wasn't happening or wouldn't have happened if you hadn't. Oh, it's still not happening now. You know, uh, especially, I have to say, we're at a moment of significant crisis in human services. You know, there's amazing, amazing stressors on people. So we're seeing rising suicide rates, rising homelessness rates. Um, we're also um, seeing less and less people willing to do human services work. Uh, for multiple reasons. So we've got less access, more need, and um, people need right now to be looking at the data. We are very fortunate in the places we work, organizations we work with say, oh my God, I can see the changes in CAN scores from before the crisis to now. And more and more places need to be doing that, looking at the data they've been collecting with CANs and seeing the holes that are that are in the system due to these crises and acting appropriately, making the right algorithms, making the right programs, uh, getting the right uh, communication and silo breakdowns that we need. This is the crucial time for using TCOM data. Could you tell me about like the work that you were doing Specifically, that they mentioned when you were you were given the TCOM Champions Award. Mm -hmm. uh, when was that? And could you tell me about the work that was that you were doing that was cited for that? Oh, that's so funny. I think 
I'm sorry to say, I don't remember. Was it what year? I don't. 2018, 2019. You know what? What was what was cited in the award was sort of for innovative work and data and the use of data in the public interest, which is very kind. And I, I, it is what the way we'd like to think of ourselves here at CDR. We've right away jumped up, realizing how many opportunities there were that needed to be solved with this data. Um, you know, earlier in the process, it was get an app up that captures cans at all. Then it was make the standard reports. And that was the, that people can use. Okay. And then since that time, there's just been an exponential growth in the creativity. Now, where was I when the award was awarded? I okay. But I've always been a part of the conversation of people who connect these frontline conversations with families and consumers in need to large-scale data projects meant to build a better network. What are you sort of proud about and most excited about as connected to TCOM? I'm going to be frank. What I am most proud of uh, is the fact that people actually use our tool on a regular basis and like it. And that just blows my blows my mind um, because, you know, we, t- we, we are always, this is, oh, here's this new form. We're going to start using it and make really fancy things that are helpful to you. Uh, you know, no, no one believes it. And, and especially in our model, just so you understand. These large implementations come together, and then they basically give a free app to agencies. Um, So you would have like a a large um, consortium of Medicaid providers, and they're saying, here, use this app, and you're going to get something out of it, but we're going to get the aggregate data. And I'll say, if if you look across the field, I think a lot of people say, you know, we fill out the form, but we don't get much out of it. Okay. Well, we've really gone out of our way to make it very powerful for these frontline people. The re- the reports right away are pretty, and they're deep with analytics. And oh, I, I give a regular monthly support for people also to use our app and to be able to dig deeper. I get to meet people who are saying, hey, I did this with your app. I did that with the app. I was like, I didn't know that's even possible. That's great. Oh, yeah, we discovered this, and we're working on this new program, and these are the items, these are the things we're going to try to improve. As I've been a part of John's vision, growing and developing. It's just been very exciting because, you know, to a certain extent, it started with him as a Pied Piper, you know, (laughs) all get together. We should all did, we should all get this form and digitize it. And we should, and it'll create really helpful information. I swear, you know, it's like, okay. One of the reasons our image is this, uh, these loops here. Yeah. Is it's, uh, to me, getting this thing up has always been like uh, the story of, um, stone soup when which you had oh, a community yeah. a community that had no food so somebody comes out to the middle of the town with a pot and puts water in it and uh, a stone uh-huh. and says, hey we're making stone soup and people come take a look and say well i you know put a carrot in <laughs> they have, they, no one has enough for really to be full but what they do is they all start collaborating and make this wonderful stew for the whole community um i i feel in um you know, John got the, the stone in the, in the water and then all of us have started putting things in and it really has generated across our country and the across yeah. the places that are using it, powerful data that is being used to make good decisions that are more crucial than ever. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you're uh, imagining or actually working on or are fingers crossed hoping for that's like, that that this might be building towards? Um, yes. I mean, the new would be more and more groups putting up these implementations and getting together and looking at their data and moving forward. That is still a minority process in human services. It's it's out there, and but the majority of the human services system is now suffering with complete lack of resources, 
complete lack of, of, of vision, and they are, they're not looking at any data, let alone TCOM data. So my hope for the future is the continued growth. We're still, we're still way early in the inflection. To okay. be. We're, not, we're not here. We're definitely not at the plateau. We are still at very early. And that next phase would be hopefully people saying, oh, you know what? We lost a third of our labor force. What kind of system are we about to rebuild if we only have a third of the people? Mm. We're not getting, no, unless you've seen something I haven't seen, that third ain't coming back. Mm. We need to rethink what we do. What are the needs in our community? There is no better answer to that question than TCOM data. You, you definitely need some administrative data too and claims data. And we do a lot with claims data. You know, you need to know what gets spent money on. But TCOM data is going to tell you we have a lot of ASD children. We have a lot of children with externalizing behaviors. We have a lot of uh, children who are, that, that have this particular clinical profile. Um, that data is going to tell you, oh, well, then we need this program and we need to hire workers with this skill set. Okay. okay. The future is coming. Yeah. We are, and it's it's got a lot of demands and this data is going to help us make the best choices for it. All right. So when you uh, when you shut down the computer and flip off the lights in the office and you leave TCOM behind, what's your uh, ideal sunny and 75 degree Saturday in Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's really funny, but my kids now who are 15 and 12 uh, are just, uh, you know, in, in what I think a lot of people call the golden era. So we, it's just a lot of hanging out with them, which is, which is great. Uh, my younger likes to cook. And then my older kid, God bless them. He, uh, he actually, he's, he's really into computers and he's been actually building little applets we're using at CDR, which has been amazing, but he, he's, he, you know, he's older. So he doesn't want to hang out with his dad in the same way, but he's, <laughs> you, you hang out and wait for him to come out of the cave and, and, and you have some funny interactions. So I think probably like a lot of people, my, my age, uh, my, my pastime is hanging out in my living room waiting for my kids to give me any attention. <laughs> exactly. Remember me? Your, your parents <laughs> who brought you into this world without whom you don't exist? Right, oh, yeah. Totally. Me and the chopped liver on the same shelf in the, uh, in the fridge. I know. Totally, totally. I can have a few bars of that tune, definitely. Uh, Dan, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, for, forgive me if anything I ask you seems super naive and, and uninformed, but, but I just want to, um, I want to hear, uh, your words about what you're working on. And we wanted to kind of uh, circle back and visit some of the people that, that we've, um, honored in the past and hear like what you're cooking up in your lab these days. And I appreciate your, your yeah. feedback. Thanks. And I mean, let me just even put out, you know, we enjoy being a part of the TCOM collaborative and think it is uh, such a beautiful, healthful thing in the human service system. So thanks for uh, checking in with us. Ah, that's nice to hear. Uh, pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure to meet you this way via the screen. And I, I hope I'll uh, look see you in Lexington up, or Pittsburgh, one or the look other. Look me up when you're here. It'll be, it'll be fun. Dan, a pleasure to talk to you. I nice really appreciate you your time. You take cool. care. Thank you nice so to much. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Tales from the Collaborative is made possible in part by the Prade Foundation, a nonprofit organization committed to improving the well-being of all through the use of personalized, timely interventions and provider of online training in the TCOM tools. TCOM is Transformational Collaborative Outcomes Management, a comprehensive framework 
for improving the effectiveness of helping systems through person-centered care. Online at PrayedFoundation.org and at TCOMConversations.org and by the Center for Innovation in Population Health at the University of Kentucky. Online at IPH.UKY.edu.